Hello and welcome to episode 3 of the Fiscal Yogi podcast. You're listening to me Anish Rao, I'm a certified financial planner and in this episode we go ahead from episode 2 where I told you how to make a budget and now we start talking about how to analyze a budget. In this episode I'm going to specifically talk about how to figure out your savings rate, what to do with that rate and also think about a, a little bit about the type of expenses that you could have it could be something like a survival or lifestyle kind of expenses and there's something a lot more deeper and more useful than that which i will talk about in the episode so stay tuned for that so assuming you've got a balanced budget now and if uh, just to remind you a balanced budget is one where your income is equal to your expenses plus your savings so the first thing i'd like to calculate is your savings rate So a savings rate is basically all the savings that you are doing which includes your employee provident fund if you are a salaried person it includes any other fixed deposits that you may be making it includes insurance premium technical uh, to be very precise term insurance premiums are not a part of this but other kind of premiums are we'll we'll talk about the difference of insurance policies in a different episode but for now insurance premiums are a part of this mutual fund sips recurring deposits all of that are part of your savings and so you add up all of those numbers and you divide that by your income and then that's how you get your savings rate so what do you do with that rate right is that is that less is that too much uh, how do you figure out that so i've i've kind of broken it down into three major bands so band 1 is what i consider 0 to 10% band 2 is 10 to 20% and band 3 is greater than 20%. So let's say you are in band 1 that's 0 to 10%. How does that work? So by the way you shouldn't be really happy about being in uh, band 1 which is 0 to 10% because and the the laws of India demand this that your employer and you put together kind of put away 12% of your basic salary towards your provident fund. Okay? so that's that's the the rules of the land and you really aren't doing much if uh, your provident fund are, is the only savings that you are making so that's that's band 1 right so 0 to 10% is good you're not at zero assuming that you like you know 1% to 10% let's say you're not at zero but uh, it's still a long way away so whatever be your life goals whatever be your your age your current situation Zero uh, to ten percent is uh, good, but it's not enough. So what is enough, right? So maybe ten to twenty percent might be enough. Let's if if that's something that you want to consider. So ten to twenty percent is good. Now this is where you start getting into gray territory where rules of thumb really don't apply, right? Like I said in the episode one, this is personal finance. So you got to figure out what is personal and what makes sense for you. so you have to figure out stuff like your age your expenses or your lifestyle the city you're living in all of these things kind of go into into uh, your how much you should be saving as a target and obviously your future goals all of these these things come together to kind of figure out what your savings target should be so if you're in 10 to 20% good you're better than the guys in and in band 1 but uh, you might need to do better and to figure that out you might need to go back and look at your math and then finally coming to band 3 that is the greater than 20% people so chances are again uh, this is not a rule of thumb so maybe uh, 
greater than 20% isn't sufficient for you if you are let's say somebody in your 50s and you've just started saving for retirement let's say then uh, even if you're saving 20% of your income or even 25-30% of your income it may not be sufficient for you but if you are on the other hand a young earner somebody who just started out in his or her career and you are maybe in your 20s or early 30s and you're saving 20% of your income on a regular basis or maybe 30, 25 to 30% of your income on a regular basis. I would say on a rule of thumb level, that's probably a good level to be at. Uh, on a very general, uh, if you want a rule of thumb for how much you should be saving, you should try to save how much you spend. But let's let's assume that you are in the 0 to 10% and 10, or 10 to 20% category. And now you want to figure out uh how do you go about saving more money is there some magic wand well not a magic wand as such but you'll have to look over the the other part of your budget which is your expenses part and now if you sit in like try and separate out your expenses into the ones which are either uh what i call uh survival expenses or lifestyle expenses so survival expenses are things like groceries medicines rent or you know home emis if you may consider that as a survival expense all the expenses that you absolutely need to make to survive to continue living to continue working in the city that you are in in the place that you are in and uh, continue to function lifestyle expenses on the other hand are the things that you do to to maybe give yourself a treat to have a nice time or to some for some people this is important to keep up with the joneses as they say to impress your neighbors to impress the people around you people at work all of those are really the lifestyle expenses and that's that's a choice that you make uh, so these could include stuff like going out uh, vacations going out for for movies i mean or or uh, going out for 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 meals and stuff these are or you know expensive toys for your children a big car these are like you know lifestyle expenses that we kind of make and uh, those are the ones which should be easier to cut down compared to your fixed expenses so once you go through your your expenses and you you kind of divide up the expenses between your your survival expenses and your lifestyle expenses you might come up with a ratio so in some cases if you live a relatively frugal life or so you think you may find that your your survival expenses are as much as 80% of your total expenses and your lifestyle expenses are like 20% let's say or maybe 90-10 so in in that kind of a scenario you will not actually be able to save a lot more money by cutting down on your lifestyle because you as it is live quite frugal but the problem that you are having then is that your is that your fixed expenses themselves add up to quite a bit of money on the other hand if you've got uh higher lifestyle expenses like let's say 50 50 let's say or maybe even higher like your your fixed expenses or your survival expenses are in the region of 30 percent and your lifestyle expenses are 70 percent you've got some some massive scope of savings there right you can you can chop off certain bits of your lifestyle which don't really add too much value to you and convert that into savings so if if you have that kind of a problem consider yourself lucky it's a lot easier to reduce your lifestyle to some extent and use that money towards helping your savings 
improve rather than uh, the other problem which i'm going to discuss now is that if you have a massive chunk of your money in fixed expenses or survival expenses and much lesser in lifestyle expenses so this this actually happened to a friend of mine i'm sure it happens to a lot of people it happened to me uh, and i'll tell you a little story here so i had bought a royal enfield bullet a few years back this was before royal enfields became very popular uh and this was a very old motorcycle so it had a lot of maintenance expenses and what eventually ended up happening that over the course of the 5 or 6 years that i owned that motorcycle i spent as much money on repairing that motorcycle as i spent on actually buying that motorcycle in the first place so that's that's a classic problem right so the, in, in once i have the motorcycle it is in my interest to make sure that it is up and running so it's it's kind of useless if it's just lying in my garage and i'm not able to use it so i i want to spend the money to make it uh you know work again but uh, at the same time that expense is now linked up to a decision i made uh, at some point of time in the past that i'm going to own a royal enfield motorcycle now at that time whether or not i knew that it was a high maintenance motorcycle that it had a lot of problems all of that is secondary but it is linked to a decision that i made in the past so the problem with these kind of expenses is that they may be difficult to quit so in the case of my motorcycle i had to wait for at least 2 to 3 months before i could find a buyer who was willing to buy the bike from me and then i had to deal with all the hassles of making sure that the rc was transferred to my name and all of that this could happen in other situations for example uh, you could end up uh, renting a house in a nice locality where the rents are a little higher and you kind of think you know what i like to live in this nice locality so i'd like to you know spend a little bit more on the rent but uh, you may realize that you know what uh, this nice locality isn't really cutting it anymore i could actually move back move to a, a not so nice locality where the rent should be substantially lower and uh, probably probably save some money that way But the problem is this: that moving houses can be very expensive. So you've got to go through the entire hassle of number one, finding a new house, which is taxing. Number two, in India, you've got to pay brokerage every time you like you know once you finalize a house. So you've got to that's money that's just going straight from your pocket into the broker's pocket. So that's that's just money down the drain more or less. And you've got to you know cart all your stuff, you know move all your stuff, pack all your stuff from. from one house to another it may be just within the city but it's still going to cost you some money it's not going to be free so when you add up those expenses and and then you see that maybe you know even after you move to a not so nice locality where the rent is cheaper you might not actually end up saving a lot of money and this is the problem right once you've made a decision to to live in a certain place or to own a certain vehicle you may not be able to go back on that decision very easily or you know uh, come out of that decision without too much losses and that's the kind of problem that you might have so it's uh, this is a something that you can't really fix immediately in most cases like a, a a situation where you've made a bad decision in the past and that's going to haunt you for a while but at least it'll help you make better decisions in the future and that's where i want to leave this episode thank you very much for listening i hope you you enjoyed my take on analyzing your budget starting from figuring out your savings rate 
to figure out figuring out your your allocation or the way you spend between stuff which is absolutely necessary for you to survive and stuff which you spend just to make yourself happy and also a framework to kind of think about making better decisions when it comes to money when when you're talking about uh, the kind of some of these decisions like uh, like a car or a house where you're going to be ending up spending a lot of money over a long period of time and it may be very expensive for you to walk out of that decision or to, or to turn that decision around thank you very much for listening once again my name is anis rao you can say hello at fiscalyogi.com that's my email id you can reach me on twitter at fiscalyogi f i s c a l y o g i do spread the word about this podcast i hope you you are enjoying it and i'm sure your friends would like to listen to this podcast too thank you very much for listening once again have a nice evening